welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stand chum, bearded, psychic legend, Mr. Paul Levy. All hail me. All hail you. All hail me. I told you he would leave, and no sooner had I said it than he did. Welcome, uh, everybody, to the Orient Outlook podcast. This is episode number 39. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, as always, just to start uh, with things on social media, things have got better and better. We're now uh, approaching the 1600 mark, so uh, keep telling people about us, all your mates, anybody that might have a passing interest in the Orient. Uh, we're pretty up to date with what's going on, so uh, you know, uh, get them to follow us. We're at Orient Outlook. Uh, we try to retweet and engage and try to get people talking uh, on Twitter as well. We're also on Instagram, orient underscore outlook underscore podcast is our address, handle. Yep. Yeah, whatever. Um, And you can contact us by email if you're so inclined. We are orientoutlook at outlook.com. Beautiful. Should we explain the song, the intro song? Oh, yeah, go on. So the song is an ode to Colin Monford, actually, who... Um, announced the signing of four players last Monday. As you listen to this podcast, it was last week Monday, which was the like twenty seventh of yep, July. July. Yep. So uh, well, we hadn't done a podcast since then. I thought it's probably worth explaining that. Absolutely. Um, so tonight, our episode, we've got a dedication tonight. We we're have dedicated first. Another first outlook first. Yeah, and if you want an episode dedicated to you, get in contact <laughs> and tell us why. No, don't do that. <laughs> so tonight's episode is dedicated to our new club captain. French legend, Monsieur Mathieu Baldry. Congratulations. Congratulations, buddy. Well done on the captaincy. Um, so as Paul said, the last episode was ages ago, about a week and a half ago, and so much has happened since then. So you've all listened, and thank you for doing so. So some reviews that we've had, uh, at O's Fan Basing, says, excellent welcome back on my sunbed in Crete, listening, perfect. Nothing like someone rubbing it in. I know. Um, at David Sears 3 says, superb podcast, chaps. Great to have you back. I'll miss Mooney as much as you guys. Look forward to next week's episode, next week's podcast. Yeah, at Ben at LOFC. This is a great podcast. Great summary of pre-season goings on. Roll on the 8th. Cheers, dude. And at LOFC Transfers, just listened in. Great podcast. Look forward to the next one. Yeah, at NickelMighty79. says, hi guys. Great listen. Nice intro to the season. Looking forward to the 8th now. Come on, you O's. I see it. At Boatsy. Congratulations, fella. Well done. Um, yeah, well done to the club. Litton. Uh, another great podcast, lads. Fingers crossed more positive podcasts this season. I have a feeling that might well be wish granted. Yeah, at Kevin Cowlin says, Welcome back, guys. Great podcast. Totally agree with you about Super Kevin Moons. Barnet and Southend have signed quality. At Leighton James 2, the first podcast of the season. Great listen, guys. Thank you very much. At the Authentic Gaz says, A great listen as always. Good to have you back. At Pertron, standard great podcast, lads. Don't know about you, but I'm desperate for us to sign Payne. What a midfield we'd have this season. Yeah, that's still rumbling on. Yeah. At Chris Kane, underscore 1992, said, listen to the pod at work and said out loud, no chance, here we'll go. At Super O, 1881, I'll never doubt you again. All hail Caesar. Hash, um, hashtag smug. Yeah, great to meet you at Bishop Stortford as well, Chris. Um, at LOFC1978, enjoyable, informative podcast, lads. Good to have you back. And finally, at N Ramsden said, another great show, making my Saturday lines ma- that much more enjoyable. So thanks for the cool. tweets, thanks for listening. Yeah, Keep it going because, you know, it's Without great to you, feedback. There ain't no point in us doing this, really. Um, so just after episode 38 was broadcast a couple of weeks back, um, Joby McEnough played in Jamaica's Gold Cup semi-final 
they won 2-1 uh, against the United States. So he had a really, really hot summer. Yeah. Like, not as in hot as in the location that he was at, or it might have been hot, but... But you know he was really performing really well uh, with Jamaica. So and from what I saw, Bishop Stortford, he's brought that back with him. Absolutely, as well, thank you, so. and hopefully that we can keep hold of him, and that will long last. Yeah. So moving on to Friday, twenty fourth of July. Uh, I guess not too many people upset by this, but Darius Henderson signs for Scunthorpe. Yeah. Thought he was unlucky, Darius. Thought when he was fit, he'd done all right. Um, but bad injuries, and from, I guess from what I hear, I think he had a bit of a bad attitude. Yeah. Not turning up for training and not being. All that committed, I don't think it's a great loss for us. Yep, and also someone who was a big loss though in my eyes was Nathan Clark, who left the club, put out a really heartfelt statement. Yeah. Um, and sorry to see him go. You know, for me, you always better to led the team well. When he wasn't in the defence last season, we looked even more vulnerable. And he was very good at organising the back, the back four, which I felt is what was needed at times last season, which we didn't have when he wasn't there. Going to have to take a slight disagreement with you. I, I, that's your view. Yep. I accept that. I don't actually think he was that great. He was that great a communicator. Um, I don't think he marshaled the back line that well, uh, especially when you needed a leader. I thought he was quite quiet, mm. um, and I thought also he initially said that you know can't wait to get going, uh, and then like Ian Hendon said a couple of weeks later, he's saying I can't stand it. I need to go back. So it's kind of like, what are you doing, fella? Controversial. Anyway, I will wish him the best of luck. No, I wish him the best. Good luck to you, fella. You know, it's, it must be hard. You know, I don't have kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, but being away from your partner and your kids must be really tough. Yeah, You don't absolutely. see him from one month to the next. So, fair play. He's gone back up to Yorkshire and he's signed for Bradford. Yeah. So, so with him leaving, I guess it really does feel like the end of the Slade era for me. There's, you yeah, know, yeah. there's hardly anyone, anyone Matt, left in that Baldry, season. Baldry, Cox, James. James. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. And then there were three. Then there were three. So Saturday, 25th of July, we had Colchester away. The team was Woods, Clohesse, Baldry, Essam and Shaw, which I think is going to be the regular back four, if I'm yeah. honest. Uh, with Moore, Pritchard, James and Cox in midfield, with Simpson and McCallum up front. Jack Payne, at this point, still isn't signed, and he was rumoured to be in Doncaster, but actually, yeah, he was. He was photographed in Doncaster watching yeah, them. Yeah, fine. So Hendon had the O's playing in a diamond formation with Cox at the tip. James sitting deep and Pritchard and Moore just in front. So uh, the game progressed pretty well, actually. Good ball into the box on the 32nd minute from Sean Clahessy. And Paul McCallum was there at the back post to nod home his fourth goal of pre-season. 1-0 one nil, one nil to the O's. Yep, and at half-time, Danny Gabadon came on. Uh, Connor Essam, so he was on trial. And in the 47th minute, McCallum, who's been on absolute fire in this pre-season, made it 2-0 after Pritchard played a ball into the box. Yeah, then we've made a few changes. Turgo Palmer and Mehmet, uh, Dennis Mehmet, that is, is a goalkeeper, uh, came on for Pritchard, Simpson and Woods. Yep, and in the 74th minute, Scott Cashcut comes on for McCallum. And in the 76th minute, <laughs> Cashcut scores a goal, 3-0, good finish. And he seems like one maybe to watch out for this season, put on a bit of muscle, which is probably... Helped him. Helped him, absolutely. But he's quite a pacey guy, so he shouldn't be bulking too much, otherwise he'll lose that. Good finish. And then three minutes later, Freddie Moore, Freddie Monker come, comes on for, for Dean Cox, up against his old older brother George, who plays for, for Colchester United. So a bit of brotherly rivalry, must have been tough for the parents. Yeah, and 85th minute, Monta Agaman, Sandro Samedo and Sam Lynn come on for more, Clancy and James, and the match finishes 3-0 to Orient. So great result for the O's, you know, yeah. beating a team away in the league above 3-0 good use of the squad good use of a different formation very happy there with that result yeah. uh, Dulcet Dave after the match tweeted that Ian Hendon stressed that he would be happy to start with this group of players and explained I'm not going to get carried away we need additions 
but they have to be the right additions. And in a mere two days later, the additions were to absolutely flood in. Absolutely. But just before that, Joby's uh, reggae reggae boys played uh, <laughs> Mexico in the final of the Gold Cup. They lost 3 1. Who was it to? Mexico. Oh, Mexico, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, I just said that, didn't I? Uh, they played Mexico in the final of the Gold Cup and they lost 3 1. Disappointing end to a great summer for Joby, but hopefully he'll bring some of that form back and, and play play like that for us and then as you say Monday kicked off in spectacular style so three three of the signings were, were already guessed by yeah. some of the fans but no one saw the fourth one coming. so it was so just who, a normal it was just a normal Monday wasn't it up to about lunchtime about lunchtime no, two o'clock yeah. and then fourth we were told there would be four signings the first one we probably could have guessed Fraser Shaw coming in on a one year deal yeah um, quite happy with that left back is what was needed yeah, uh, he's been good, but in pre-season by all accounts, happy with that. Then the second uh, was Connor Essam, who joins from Dover for an undisclosed fee. Although that fee, I understand, has just been agreed. Yeah, after a bit of controversy. Yeah, it's a bit back controversial because Don Doncaster, uh, Dartford said that nothing Dover. had been Dover had had said that nothing had been agreed and um, that we were a bit premature in announcing that. Yeah, but, but well, apparently that's all been. Agreed as of yesterday afternoon, I think. Yep, so we walk him into the club <laughs> and then out of nowhere, Alan Dunn signed a two-year deal. So I know a bit about Dunn. I know he's played for Millwall for a long time. He's been their club captain. And a lot of well wishes for Millwall, which can only be a good thing if he's leaving now on good terms. Yeah. Uh, and only 32 and very versatile. So I think I really can play centre-back back and centre-mid. So a good sign in there. That's what we need. And then the big one that blew everyone's face off Absolutely, was Mr. Alec Chisak, yeah, well, our saviour in, in the goal from last year. Again, paying a small undisclosed fee for him. Uh, and as Ian Hendon said last night at Meet the Manager, um, that came about because Andy Hessenthaler knows Sean Dyche. Great to see. Great deal for Contacts. the club. Yep. Great that Chisak's back. I thought Chisak was at least a very, very good League 1 goalkeeper. So how on earth we've got him in League 2? Uh, I amazing. agree, actually. That's a really good point. Thanks. Yeah, um, is a godsend, yeah. and you know you, you need to be a, a team is only good as good as their goalkeeper, and Chizak, if not the best keeper in League Two, is definitely going to be one of them. So yeah, great signing, and then a bit of fun was had. Uh, yeah, this on social was great. Media. Orient blogger uh, Matt Simpson is at West Ando. Uh, writes the weekly blog View from the West End. He made national news actually um, after he tweeted, probably to his mistake, bit of good fun, whatever that. He'd tattoo Alex Chisak's face <laughs> onto his face if we signed him. Yep. Short time later, Orion uh, announced that we'd signed Alex Chisak. Um, Colin Mumford in the Orion um, Communications Department picked up on um, Matt's tweet and um, obviously asked him for, for an update on what's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whether he's got a seating booked. I don't know how tattoos work because I don't have any, but you book yep. a seat and, yep. and, and go and get it all done. Um, so that also got picked up by BBC Sports writers as well. Um, and uh, obviously Matt got quite a lot of attention from that, so which is great. Um, but obviously Matt wasn't going to get his face tattooed. Um, and I'm sure his wife wouldn't be very pleased with that either. Um, but he did tweet saying that he'd donate £20 to Prostate Cancer UK for every clean sheet that Alex Chisak kept. Well explained, that was, that was good. And the clap is for Matt Simpson. Yeah. Well done, Matt. Well and done, Matt. I also saw that a few other people said that they would also donate money yes. to various charities for every clean sheet so he had. So I think at Purple Dudders. 800 quid or something. I think like Purple Dudders is donating 20 quid for every goal the Callum scores. 
and there's somebody else who's donating from McCallum as well. Yeah, which can only Haven be good. House, I think, as well, was one of them. Yeah, and that prostate was cancer. So good things have come of that. So that's that's really great to see. Well done, chaps. Brilliant. And if anyone wants to sponsor us for any podcast that comes out, you know, <laughs> we accept 20 quid at a time. So Tuesday, 28th of July, we had Woking away. Um, so Chizak was in goal, great to see him back. Uh, Defence was Clehesi, Parkinson, Dunn, and Francis Angle. Uh, in midfield was Turgut, Moore, James, and Kashkit. Uh, and up front was Palmer and Simpson. Subs was Mehmet, Songo, Shaw, Ling, Monker, Egemang, Pritchard and Semedo. Yeah. So there's a few unfamiliar names in there. Uh, the left-back, Sane, Francis Angle, is an ex-Motherwell player. Centre-back was Jack Parkinson, who was at Maidstone last season. And rumours have come out today that we've actually offered him a contract, but nothing's been confirmed yet. Dennis Mehmet, um, who was a goalkeeper. And Jan Songo, who's been at loads of clubs, including Blackburn. But I think Hendon said yesterday we weren't going to touch him. No. He wasn't very good at Bishop Stortford, to be fair. Um, so, uh, moving on in this particular game, the Woking game, uh, Turgut um, put an early ball into the box from the right-hand side, finds Palmer, and with the aid of a slight disle- uh, deflection, uh, the ball found the back of the net, so it's 1-0 within, with three minutes on the clock. Yeah, full team made it 2-0. Um, their defender, Yakubu, pretty rubbish, miskicked it. Kashkett, um, finds Simpson, slots at home, 2-0. Yeah, 19th minute, long ball finds Turgut, who paces into the box. The ball deflects into the path of Kashkett, who just taps home for an easy third goal. 3-0 to Orient with 19 minutes on the clock. Yeah, and just before half-time, Jay Simpson absolutely rockets a shot into the back of the Woking net, and we go 4-0 up. And even though, you know, you can argue that the quality of the teams we're playing hasn't been great, you know, non-league, it's great for a striker's confidence to score all these goals. So you've got McCallum, who's got quite a few in pre-season. Palmer's got quite a few... Same with Kashkert, yeah. same with Simpson. So a great kind of dilemma for Hendon to have going into Saturday with all his strikers actually scoring goals for fun. Absolutely, yeah. It only breeds confidence. So um, some substitutions were made at half-time. Pritchard came in for Moore, Ling came on for Klahesi, and Songo uh, came on for Dunn. Yeah, and in 69th minute, Chizak came off for Mehmet. Uh, James and Palmer also came off, and Semedo and Moncur came on. And then 76 minutes, got cash kick, got replaced by Agamemnon. And then the match finished 4-0, a good win for us in front of 871 fans. Yeah, really good, really good showing there. Uh, on Wednesday the 29th of July, Danny Gabidon confirms that he won't be signing for Orient and he's contemplating retiring. I actually would have liked to sign Gabidon. I, th- I think he was a good defender. His experience I think, I think he still had a year to offer. Yeah. And he would have been a good, uh, a decent squad player, but fair play to him, he didn't want to play when his body was telling him not to. And on Thursday the 30th of July, we finally revealed our kit. So, yeah. uh, sponsor was announced as Rainham Steel. Home kit is a nice colour red. <clears throat> and red all through it. So, shirts, shorts, shorts and socks, socks as yeah, expected. No, no other speckles of colours in it. It's just plain red. Yeah, blue. Uh, yeah, with a white Sorry. sash. Yeah, the white kit is blue. White sash. I quite like that, actually. Yeah. I'm, see, I do alternate. I do home away, home yeah. away, home away. So, I'm now due to do the home kit, but I prefer the away kit. You should buy the away kit. It's, it, my OCD is going to kill me on you this. Should, you should buy the away. Or buy both. See if you get a deal. <laughs> go bowl into the club shop and say you're from the Owen Outlook podcast. Do me a deal. <laughs> Can you imagine? Don't you know who I am? Uh, but this that kit doesn't have a collar, does it? So no. our home kit has a collar. But the second kit doesn't. doesn't. But the third one does and is an all black strip. Yeah. Which looks not too bad. Yeah. Um, and then that came out to buy on Friday. So I went down to the club shop at lunchtime. Bought it. Nice fit. Looks good. You've got to have that button done up though. And you've got to pop your collar. Yeah. It's got to be done. Yeah, all right. Got to be done. Um, I'm, I, I like, yeah, I'm a bit different, indifferent to it. I mean, the black kit 
doesn't really do anything for me. The blue kit with the sash looks pretty cool. Yeah. And the and the home kit just looks a bit boring. I like it. I like having Random Steel as a sponsor. I think it's a bit well, it's better than six 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 bet. Um it's a bit more of a local sponsor. Yeah. It's decent. Yeah. Decent. I like the font. I like the font. <laughs> well, that's all right. Then. Hello, welcome to the artistic font <laughs> show. Um, Friday the 31st of July, a uh, picture at Gillingham Training Ground uh, was confirmed as being Josh Wright, so good luck to Josh in getting a contract with, with Gillingham. I thought Josh was one of our better players last year. Yeah. You could really see what he meant, what the club meant to him. That, that picture of him after scoring commentary with his chest. Beating chest and the arm raised and the emotion on his face. I thought he... He was one of you know only a select group of players who could walk away from last season going. I did. Do you know what I did well? I, I worked well for that, for that team even though he yeah. got relegated and you know sad to see him go. And it, again, it just shows you kind of he's playing a league above now. Or just like he's going to get a deal with Gillingham. So. It's a League Two midfielder, a League One mid- midfielder in yeah. my opinion. Yep. So Saturday, first um, of August, we had Bishop Stortford away. Mister yeah. Levy, you were there. I was. Nice little ground. Yep. Right by Stansted Airport, so you had a plane taking off every couple of minutes. Right, okay. So. Um, it's great for if you're a plane spotter, but we lined up with Woods in goal, uh, with Ling Dun Songo and Francis Ango across the back, with Turgo, Monker, Parkinson and McEnough uh, across the middle, with Palmer and Kashka up front. Yep. Uh, Alan Dunn was the captain, and subs were Chisak, Lahesi, SM Baldry Shaw, Semedo Moore, Pritchard Cox, James McCallum, and Simpson. I think you can infer from that that that's pretty much reserve stroke trialists. Uh, reserves, you know, subs and, and not his first choice, shall we say. Yeah, we played um, 4 2 three, one with yeah. Turgut, Kashka and Mekinoff, uh, a second trio behind Palmer with Parkinson and Monko in central midfield. I've I, I got to say, I do like the, all the different formations yes. Hendon's trying out. It's been, you know, a four four two diamond, a four two three one, a standard four four two. You know, he's playing it all different. He seems to definitely play four at the back, yeah. but then he seems like he's quite willing to play different systems in midfield and try different things in pre-season which is what pre-season's for that's exactly it that's so, the time where you can make mistakes yes. where it doesn't cost you anything so happy with that um, yeah and, and I have to say Moncur was everywhere good yeah like really him. everywhere um, what's his name uh, didn't um, Parkinson didn't look particularly comfortable as a defensive midfielder more defender he, isn't he yeah he yeah. looked like he's a he's a, probably a centre back he just looked a little bit like rabbit in the headlights at times fair point um, he's just running around sort of a bit aimlessly but uh, yeah, kicked off, all, all started to go quite well, and then on the 13th minute, good work from uh, Scott Cashgate, lays it off for Mackinough, takes a couple of touches before firing it low into the bottom corner. Good goal, good yeah. start. Brilliant, in the 34th minute, Cashgate, I think, won the penalty. He did win them, he got bundled over in the box. And steps up and scores it. So yeah. again, you know, like I said before, not maybe not the best level to play against, but it isn't going to hurt someone like Scott Cashgate scoring goals in big, in big friendlies with a decent turnout, much better than scoring in a huge match, so great. Then in the 39th minute, Good pressing at the back, uh, forces an error from them. Palmer picks the ball up, has a shot, gets deflected, 3-0. Palmer seems to be very lucky with his shots and them going in off deflections. It's not the first deflection he scored for Orient. Yeah. Hopefully it won't be the last, so half-time is 3-0. In the 57th minute, they pull one back through Fenimo, um, who made it 3-1. He was, uh, he was good, that Fenimo, actually. Ex-West Ham, I read. Oh, right, OK. Yeah, no, he actually did well. Um... Yeah, Sonogo was a little bit of a mess, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so he didn't do himself any favours there. Uh, six minutes later, in the 63rd minute, corner comes in from the right, bounces in and around the box, and a very cheeky little back heel from Mr. Scott Cashkett made it 4-1. That's really, really audacious to try that, actually. But, but I'm going to show you the kind of confidence, confidence. he's feeling, yeah. which is why it's important for him to get goals. In the 80th minute, Samedo comes on for Mackinough. 
um, who was actually having a really good game. Good, good sign. Yeah, really good, and he was tackling and back tracking back as well as taking on players. It was really good to see. One of the biggest disappointments last season was Joby McEnough in terms of Mo left, and everyone was obviously devastated. Then McEnough came in, and everyone was like, McEnough's going to be even better than Mo for the level everyone expected. Yeah. And McEnough just really never got going last yeah. year. So if he can hit the ground running in League Two and we can keep hold of him because there's rumoured interest from Ipswich, I think, in a few yeah, championship clubs. Yeah, heated out now. Um, it, it'd be an amazing coup, especially when you think you've probably got Cox on the left and McEnough on the right. I mean, that's to Although me, he played on the left. Right, okay. And Turgo was on the right. Uh, good good options. Game, but yeah, good options. Switch it about, absolutely. Good options. So and yeah. Then, uh, in the 80th minute, as you say, Semedo came off, uh, came on for McEnough, but then Matty Fanimo again. With his second of the afternoon, scores a pretty decent goal. Yeah, but yeah, match finishes. We went four two, and another good workout, mainly for squad players, probably. Yeah, you yeah. would imagine. Agree. Which leads us into Sunday, second of August, where we had Southend away. Um, the team was Chizak, Shaw, Baldry, Essen, Klahesi. Again, that for me is the back five for the season. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if he goes off that. But in saying that, you have got players like Dunn, who I think will stake a stake a claim. Yeah, and some Yeah, uh, and in midfield, Cox, James, Moore. Pritchard Simpson with McCallum up front. Good to see uh, Bradley Pritchard being played in his preferred position, which Hendon agrees with that he is a central midfielder, unlike Fabio Liverani, who saw him as a winger. Yeah, unfairly singled out at points last season. 100%. Always. 100%. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Subs Granger, Parkinson, Ling, Ajame, Monker, Semedo, Turgot, Kashkit, and Palmer. Yeah. I just want to hit on a fact there that there's a lot of people who think we need more and more signings, but like but when you look players. at when you look at those that first eleven and those subs, that's pretty decent strength and depth, and you know, yeah, it's kind of well known that we're not going to have a massive squad to work with. Hendon, you know, is trying to cut obviously the wage bill and trying to cut parts of the squad. You know, I think that's a decent squad looking squad to me. I, d- I d- absolutely agree. I mean, we've got like 22 odd players there, so I mean, like, what, what more do people sort of really, really want from it? Absolutely. Something that made me uh, laugh on the message board was on the Monday after we had signed all those four players, there was still people moaning that we didn't have um, a fast attacking forward. But I don't know. That's Scott Cashkit. Or Jay Simpson. Or Jay Simpson. Like, what do people and want? A, and a good attacking playmaker, which is Joby McEnough. And you just think some people are never going to be happy, so. You just got to leave it at that. Everyone's really. a football manager, aren't they? Absolutely, even us. So match kicked off. Uh, Garden Oint done a funny tweet. Uh, the fans give Mooney a bit of stick. David, David, seen, uh, David Mooney, yes. he's always offside. Yeah, he's uh, always offside. But I think Mooney took it quite well, reportedly. Yeah, he uh, clapped the fans at the end. To be yeah. fair, I, st- um, I still love David. I can't get over the loss of David. Um, diamond formation deployed again in midfield for the O's. Jamie uh, uh, Lloyd James rather sitting uh, quite deep with Moore and Pritchard in the middle and Cox playing in an advanced role at the tip of the diamond, which I think uh, Ian Hendon had said that he likes Coxie in that position. It, it's not worked for Controversial one. He's done it before. It's not really worked. I hope Maybe that... he didn't have the right players around him. Possibly. Possibly. Um, 24th minute. I'm sure most of you have seen it. If not, get yourself on YouTube or like the website. Um, McCallum scores an amazing 30-yard wonder goal. Ball bounces perfectly for him and he just launches it Boom, back in the back of the net. And that was against Southend's first choice goalkeeper. He was a very good goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, great goal. And I do like McCullum's celebration of the old military salute yeah. that he seems to be doing. Fan of that. I do like that. Great goal. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, and again, shows Take you. Take a bow, really. Shows you the confidence McCullum has. 
at the moment. Great pre-season for him. You know, when he first signed, I was a bit... Underwhelmed. Not underwhelmed, but seeing some of his goals, you just think, this kid could be very Absolute good. Mustard, yeah. Very good. If, if Ian Hender gets the best out of these players, then, you know, fair play to him and... and, and all the, all the yeah. great for us absolutely know. then um, so we, it went in at half time at 1-0 but Chisak um, so I think it's fair to say that we did most of the attacking in the first half yeah. Phil half Brown's obviously given them a bit of a rollicking and they've come out and done most of the attacking in the second half and we've had to really really dig deep uh, sadly neither of us could make it but um, just a couple of highlights uh, Chisak made a great save to deny Jack Payne from close range just to be clear that's not the Jack Payne from Peterborough Southend also have a lad called Jack Payne yep. and I think he was called into action several times during that second half to make out and made yep. outstanding saves brilliant goalkeeper yeah. so you know uh, just reinforces that really and then on 51 minutes Scott Cashkett came on for Paul McCullum. Yeah, and in Southend put pressure on towards the end, but like Paul said, more so from Chizak, we see out the win. So again, we beat another team from the league above us, away, clean sheet, got to be good for confidence, Absolutely. got to be good for team spirit, got to be great for Hendon. So after the match, Dave done a few tweets, quite interesting ones, but decent. Uh, quotes from Ian saying, we're still looking to do a deal. Uh, Jack Payne was here today, so the excuse was given that Jack Payne was watching Connor Essam because he's godfather to his kid. Yeah. It's got, to be more, it's got to be more than that, surely. Well, probably, you know, fits on several different levels, really. Yep. A, we're trying to sign him, and B, he's watching his best mate play. Yep. Also, he said that Joby is fit, he's in the building, and until I'm told otherwise, he's ready to go, which is a good sign. Yeah. Um, Ian explained that Shane Lowry will not feature in his plans until he commits his future to the club, because he's got a, a, a clause in his contract that means that a club can come in today and he'll be gone tomorrow. I think it's best for all parties if Shane Lowry just ends up leaving the club. Well, you know. one way or the other, he either commits and, and commits himself and gets that clause taken out, or yeah, I mean he was what he, he goes. He was one of the ones last season who probably didn't do himself any favors, and the way in kind of which things have been done this season, I don't think too many Ireland fans would be would be disappointed if and when he probably leaves. But we'll see. You know, football's a funny old game. Yeah. So Monday, third of August, Ian Hendon done a night at the Supporters Club. We couldn't make it. Paul was watching Augustine's. Yeah, great gig. Great gig, and I was. Wait for my wife to have a baby, like I'm doing tonight while I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> um, but credit to at Leighton Orient here. They covered this event superbly. They did. Um, and if you check out their timeline, you could probably get every question with every There's answer. two of them doing it. Yeah, one tweeting questions that. and one tweeting the answers. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Brilliant and idea. That's the amount, just to give people an idea that this isn't easy just to sit on Twitter and just send a few tweets out. Yeah. There's a lot to it. Um, yeah. So fair play uh, to them. I thought Ian was quite honest and I was following this at the gig at times as well yep um, now something that came into um, our viewpoint uh, quite recently well, yesterday in fact uh, was that uh, on Thursday this coming Thursday so the 6th of, of August there's going to be a documentary aired on the BBC BBC One I think it's at 7 o'clock it's called yep. the Olympic Stadium how the hammers struck gold struck gold I beg your pardon BBC One uh, Thursday the 6th of August at 7 o'clock. Uh, we've, we've just as we've been um, broad, uh, recording this podcast, we've got a, uh, a press release um, from the Stand Up for the Orient uh, group who have been uh, working extremely hard to, to get some answers on the Olympic Stadium. Uh, we will be tweeting this as much as we can do, put it on Facebook and, and, and yeah. uh, whatnot. If anyone wants a copy, email us, we can email it to you. 
Uh, it's quite a uh, quite a piece actually. Oh, um, actually, it's it's just been tweeted by Pandemonium eighteen eighty one just now. Okay, so it's gone up. That statement Fine. just come through. So we'll retweet that. When yeah, finishes. We'll but retweet that. Thursday, seven o'clock. Yeah, Olympic Stadium. How the home has struck gold. One to watch and to see kind of. And it's what's yeah, being said. and urge really everyone to watch. It's only half an hour documentary, and then more importantly, to let the authorities know how you feel about what a terrible waste of public funds. This is quoting from the press release. We at Leighton Orient feel aggrieved by the mistakes and decisions made by public authorities in this matter and believe it totally unfair that such a deal is available to a private football club that already plies its trade in a multi-billion pound industry. Please help support us and other clubs that could find themselves without a legacy for years to come through these disgraceful decisions. The programme is due to be aired, as we say, Thursday 6th of August, BBC One, be available to people on the BBC iPlayer service for 30 days following the first date of transmission. And anyone with comments or questions, please direct them in the first instance to Matt via the campaign email address, which is standupfortheorient1881 at gmail.com. I repeat that once again, standupfortheorient1881, which is all one word, no spaces, uh, at gmail.com. Cool. So Thursday, 7 o'clock, BBC One. Be there or be square. That's it. So, moving on. The season begins on Saturday. So it's time for us to discuss whether this is going to be a great season, a middling season, or one to forget. Okay. My expectation now is at least... Playoffs. Yeah, agree. That's what I'm going for. Yeah, I'd be disappointed not to get top three. Yeah, I'd be. Di- I'd be bamboozled if we don't end up in the playoffs. I'd be upset not to get top five. I'd be happy to get. Obviously, I think we can. I think we should be aiming for top three. I'd be upset if we weren't in the top six. Um, top seven. Top seven. Yeah. Um, and getting the playoffs that way uh, on a worst case scenario. Anything outside of that to me would be a failure. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I don't know much about League 2 football, so I don't know what the standard's like at all, but it looks like the players that we've got should be good enough for this level. And I think having a great pre-season, having Kendon in, seeing the fans' morale, and just the players, just even the players in training and on Twitter just seem completely Banter. reinvigorated. Yeah. And it seems like we could have a great season. I'm trying not to let myself get carried away so that I don't end up getting disappointed. But, you know, the, the pessimist Orient fan in me says, yeah, probably 10th or 12th. I think we've got a very good start. So I don't think you could have asked for two better matches to kick off the season with Barnet at home, who've just been promoted. Yeah. So last year there was a two-division gap between those between our teams. And followed that up by Dagmar Abidja away, which I think would be a must-win game anyway, regardless of if they weren't our neighbours. Yeah, we've got MK Dons as well in the Cup. Yeah, but I'm not, I can take or leave the Cups. I'm not interested in any kind of Cup run this year. Don't care about the Cups. Mm. Um, I will say, though, I, I saw uh, Aaron McLean played for Barnet. D- on, Dagenham and Redbridge. Uh, oh, sorry, Dagenham and Redbridge on uh, Monday night against Crystal Palace. He scored. scored, yeah. Absolutely. Where has he been? Why has he not signed at a club? I thought it was at Peterborough. He was, and I must have released him. Yeah. So, those are our views. So, we expect... Top seven playoffs at least at the absolute minimum. Your views at Purple Dudders says we've just got better the closer we've got to the start of the season, onwards and upwards. At Football CJW, Defo think we'll finish top seven. Kit very tidy. I'm looking forward to seeing Bat Lisby back next week. Unfortunately, Lisby got injured, so he may not be playing next Saturday. In one way, it'd be a great shame not to welcome him back. In and another, give him a chance in, a, in another way. though, you know, you knew he was going to score, yeah. so maybe not that bad. Good but or bad, in equal measure. It'd be nice if they reasons. could welcome him on the pitch. Just to do like a little applause to fans. I dare say he wouldn't travel with the team. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. At Stratty's boy, 
So pre-season last season was good, and look what happened. Promotion and nothing else, so it's a failure, but the signings are looking yeah, good, though. Absolutely agree. At Mike Brown Music, you can all forget about the O's winning the league, because I've had a cheeky bet on them at 14-1 to 1 a few weeks back. Uh, at Robert Locke, 39, so I'm very impressed with Hendon. He knew he needed help coaching-wise, and he's got very good staff in. He's blended youth with experience, and squad is looking more than capable of getting top three spot. My concern is still lack of cover for injuries and suspensions, and the kit isn't too bad. Robert, don't be scared, mate. The squad is good enough. Yeah. At Boatsy, I feel really positive for the season as Ian has built a squad on togetherness and character. Fingers crossed we can do it. Congrats on fatherhood again, Ben. Yeah, and uh, togetherness and character is something that was massively lacking last season that we didn't have. And again, I think Henderson's done a great job in introducing that yeah. back into the team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at G underscore unit, 1968. So it's a good, solid pre-season. Some good <laughs> signings. Hopefully we can bring in a couple more, including Payne. Ian Hendon a good choice. I will say if we do get Payne, then your centre midfield looks very strong. Payne, Moore, James, then you've got the young Montfort, Pritchard. Pritchard. Maybe again McEnough if Turgot makes that right wing his own. To me that's a very strong midfield. Could be McEnough and Cox. Absolutely. Option. Decent. Option. Very decent. At G underscore unit one nine six eight. Um we've already just done. At Sadie May four oh seven. Spirit, pride, commitment. Attitude, Deadwood gone, decent signings in, proper management, restored faith equals one happy fan. Great, Great tweet. Great tweet. Now, Great tweet. head hit. Yeah. At Jamie PD, says McCallum top scorer, will finish second. Fair enough. I'd at, be happy with that, I'll tell you that. Yeah. At Spenno 11 I'm excited. Could be very, could be a very good season. I would expect playoffs at the very least. Hendon has been given good resources. Something that we've not touched up upon is that Bichetti has backed Hendon all the way. So what Hendon has wanted for his backroom staff, he's got. Yeah. Um, and Harrison it seems like he's been getting money for, for undisclosed fees as well. Yeah. Which is obviously being backed by Bichetti. So fair play to Francesco. He didn't, get, he didn't have the best season last season, but hopefully he's learning. And, you know, we'll see how he takes the club forward. At RD Manda, says the season will be a success in my book if A, we finish with the same manager we start with. Yeah, fair point. And B, the words Orient and relegation battle don't get mentioned any time during the season. Uh, at fbish66 says play the way we did today we'll murder teams and that was for the After game South against End. South End yep. Yep. Uh, at King Baggy King said I'll be wearing my lucky top um, and she sent us a photo of her catching a fish in her orient top saying this fish won't be coming to the game <laughs> definitely lead top three uh, at Ben LOFC Hendon seems so calm focused and precise it looks like he has the players respect and I'm positive about next season great sweet great point Players respect, you know, Liverani, question mark. No, they didn't. Absolutely. At Len M4, says it looks like Slade's and famous team spirit might be coming back quietly optimistic ahead of the season. At Jeb, 1983, league winners, 100 plus points. There's a man calling it. Absolutely. Uh, at Magnus Pugner, said the league, I'm not sure, I hope top six. The kit, unimaginative, was hoping for some bit of creativity. Hendon, not sure at first, but looks like he's getting performances and spirit back. Mm. At Steve James 41, we have so much quality from top to bottom. We'll win this league by a country mile. Like it, like the confidence. Oh, people setting themselves up for a massive pull. <laughs> At Nathan O. Richards, is not particularly optimistic. We lack experience up front, but a couple of decent loans will make up for this. At Matt J. Nash, not unusual for two relegated teams to, to go straight back up. If Circus doesn't return and luck with injuries, we can go back up. Yep, so last season we did have bad luck with injuries. Hopefully we can steer clear that this can season. Can I just say, though, that if we did go back up, it would be 10 years exactly to the season since we last got promoted. Absolutely. Absolutely. And hopefully the season players won't get injured in training as much as they did last season. Absolutely. Which was ridiculous. Yeah. 
at Len Chin Chin One. Says we need at least two regular goal scorers up front. Len, we've got four, mate. We've got Simpson, we've got Turgo, no, not Turgo, McCallum, Palmer, Cashkit. All four on fire. Boom. All score, all four scoring goals. Everyone's scoring goals. Um, at Andy P- underscore PO16, optimistic for the season, but this is Orient and we are more tuned to disappointment. Hence what I was saying earlier. My pessimistic side is more ingrained in me than my optimistic Never side. Never has a tweet been truer. Yeah. Uh, at the Authentic Gas said, FB looks to have learned a bit from last season. Yes. Happy with Hendon signings. Got to be looking at top pre finish, if not playoff. That's it. Absolutely yep. bang on. He has learned. Um, at James Lee underscore LOFC, don't know if I'm being too optimistic. But I believe we will win the league. Yep. Yeah. Okay, showing who always rounds things up nicely. Best thing about last season's mm. circus, the mutual misery has brought the fans closer together and we're eager to fight back. Absolutely. Like um, it. Yeah, very good. Um, <clears throat> so if you can't fit in, or if you want to say in 140 <coughs> characters, you can send us... Uh, a, you use a, notes. A, notes on iPhone. On iPhone. Notes. You can do it probably on an Android as well. Yep, so that's something that El Corrado and Chris Kane on Scott 92 have done. So, so El Corrado says, League position, top seven minimum, maybe top three question mark. Signings, love the signings made. Young, hungry and seem to have all gelled really uh, quickly, which is important. Uh, glad the kit can wear. Glad his kids can wear uh, the, the new team shirt with real sponsor on it again. But to be fair, couldn't care less about the kit as long as we win. Um, and on manager Ian Hendon, he says, considering the names that we were that were being thrown around, I was initially a tad disappointed. But so far, with the way he's handled everything, he's made me eat my words. Hopefully, I'm saying the same thing in May. Yep, spot on. And Chris Kane, who also sent us a note memo, so league position to me, this is irrelevant as long as it's playoffs. We need promotion, and ideally, I'd like this to be automatic. But don't want to be asking too much. Signings have been good, considering the car crash that was last season. Hendon has strengthened the areas that we needed to, and has brought in players with a bit of grit. Determination, fight, and even flair. Yeah, good point. Um, Hendon, great choice. Knows the club and the fans and the willingness to succeed. Kit is very tidy and smart, despite being the same as Charlton's. But I'm not going to let that put me off. Fair enough. Yeah, so for the most part, most of you out there are very optimistic that we can have a good season. And yeah. We probably share the same kind of minimum requirements of yeah. at least the playoffs. So it all starts on Saturday, Paul. We put on those red tops again. Yeah. Go down Brisbane Road. Seat my seat. E42. E42, E41. Get back in there. Absolutely. Um, it's going to be special for you though, isn't it? Yeah, take, it's my daughter's second, well, her first proper league game. Not league counting game, the yeah. charity match. So we'll be there. I've got a last season's kiddie top because yeah. the new kiddie top isn't available yet. Um, so yeah, we'll be there cheering us. If you see us, if you see me, or if you see a confused looking handsome man with a side parting in the new top with his collar popped <laughs> or handsome that's you that's me with, with a little girl who's screaming that's me come and say hello I want to go home daddy if you see a handsome bearded legend walking down Leighton High Road it might be, not be me it might not be Paul <laughs> um, uh, so Barnet at home Saturday uh, welcome back Super Kev if he's fit um, I texted him earlier and uh, he says he's not sure yeah. how he's going to uh, text him Sunday and uh, he texts me back saying he's going to have it checked out Monday I haven't spoke to him since so yep. and Sean Bat as well possibly yeah. if he's fit yep. so um, but good good thing yep. uh, BBC lost the rights to the league uh, highlights show which uh, is now being shown on Channel 5 9pm Saturday night and there's even going to be a show when there's no championship games unlike the BBC brilliant um, each show will feature extended coverage of that weekend's best matches and will include every single goal from all three divisions. Players, managers and fans will also be encouraged to take part in the conversation via Skype and FaceTime. Bang yeah. on. 
Brilliant. Rather than sitting there listening to boring Steve Claridge and boring Leroy Rosina. <laughs> right. Bore off. So, um, just before recording this episode, the club confirmed that Baldry is the new club captain. Yeah. Um, so, great appointment. He's you know been with the club for a long while. I like having either a centre-back or a centre-midfielder as captain, so I'm very happy with that. Just goes to show you kind of how strong Baldry's character is that, you know, after he missed that penalty... Back in the player final, he went to the pub where the O's fans were straight after and apologised. And, you know, he had a tough season last season and was almost on his way to Peterborough. But he stayed in his air captain and that seems to have gone down well. So, yeah, like we've said, that's it for this pre-season. So thanks for joining us for this action-packed episode 39. There's been lots to take in. And thanks again for your tweets, emails, Instagram comments and more. And keep them coming. So as we said at the beginning... You can tweet us at Orient Outlook. You can find us on Instagram, Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. Or you can email us at orientoutlook at outlook.com. And don't forget to watch the documentary on Thursday night. If you can't watch it live, watch it back on iPlayer. It's really important because this could have quite a detrimental effect on the club. So um, do uh, do get in, in, involved and support that. It affects everybody. Yep, so bring on Saturday. As we've said, come and say hello if you see us. We can't wait to see some familiar faces and see, you know, get back in the usual friends. seats. Yeah, see yeah. what people have been up to this summer. So, yeah, well done. Up and the O's. Up the O's. It all begins again. Have a good week. And we'll see you Saturday and we'll be back to a regular podcast, won't we? Yeah, absolutely. Ian Henders, run away, mate.